Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Today is May 7th, 2014. I don't know about you, but I think that just about everybody struggles with weight loss. And today we have a wonderful guest. He's the author of the book State of Slim, James O. Hill, Ph.D., I'd like to welcome him on our show now. Hello, James. How are you today? Hello, James. How are you today? Hi, Denise. I'm happy to be on. Oh, this is just going to be so enlightening for our listeners. I always like to start my show out by asking my guests, how they got on the path that they're on today? It was for me a circular path. What I started out being interested in is why people maintain such a constant weight. Now this was back in the 70s and 80s when most people were at a constant weight and I was really interested in how that could occur with all this eating and activity. How come most people stayed at the same weight? And then in the late, mid to late 80s, um, the, the country started experiencing an epidemic of obesity, and I began to study what goes wrong in regulating body weight. Why do, why do you suppose so many Americans are overweight? Uh, the simple answer I give is that we've created an environment that's a mismatch with human physiology. And what I mean oh. by that is for most of our history, we struggle to get enough to eat and to not have to be very physically active. Um, so starvation was way more of a problem than obesity for most of our history. So our whole physiology is geared toward promoting eating and not necessarily promoting physical activity because food was hard to get and you had to be very physically active just to get through the day. So if you fast forward today, we have that same physiology but we have an environment where food's always right there and you mm-hmm. don't ever have to be physically active. So in that kind of situation, I think what's amazing is that not everybody's obese. Right. <laughs> well, the, the people have so many different lifestyles. They but do. My biggest concern 
are for the children of yeah. today. Yeah. They're so they're they're becoming so keyed in to technology, iPads and iPhones and cell phones that and you pretty much have to sit to do those activities. You really do, and it's interesting because out there in the food world, people talk about, oh, we're addicted to all this good-tasting food. Um, I don't really buy that, but you could easily say we're addicted to sedentary activities. I don't think the word addicted fits, but, but guess what? We like to eat good food, and, and we like to sit and be entertained in a sedentary manner. So that's just human physiology at work. And what we have to do is we have to use these big brains to overcome all of that. So what type of a, a program would you recommend for people? So in the way that, that if you look at most of America, with very few exceptions, people are either trying to lose weight or not to gain weight. That's probably 80 to 90% of the population. And, you know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of people trying to lose weight, but there are also a lot of people out there who work hard to stay at a healthy weight. So oftentimes you look at somebody and say, oh, it's just easy for you to maintain your weight. And when you really drill down, those people are probably working pretty hard to maintain a healthy weight. So if you're overweight, there are two phases. One, you have to get the weight off. And two, you have to find a way to live to keep the weight off forever. And we're really good at number one, but we're really poor at number two. And then if you're trying to not gain weight, what we want to help people do is to do that with the least effort possible. So we have programs for people trying to lose weight or programs for people trying not to gain weight. Hmm. So listeners, I just want to tell you that we are talking with James O'Hill, Ph.D. He's the author of State of Slim. Fix Your Metabolism, and Drop 20 Pounds in 8 Weeks on what he calls the Colorado Diet. So let's talk about the Colorado Diet, James. Yeah. So uh, we, for, we've been, my colleague Holly Wyatt and I wrote this book, and Holly and I have been working together for about 20 years, and I've been in the field for over 30 years. So we've helped a lot of people lose weight. We've done a lot of research on weight loss, And we followed a group of people who are in the National Weight Control Registry that have been very successful at long-term weight loss. So all those uh, experiences have influenced this book. And, Denise, we, for, for years, people have come in to us and said, you know, my metabolism isn't working. There's something wrong with my metabolism. And mm-hmm. we couldn't find anything. And so we basically said, no, it's not, not really your metabolism. Well, it turned out they're right. We were just looking in the wrong place. It's not the number of calories you burn because that was pretty normal and that's really tied to your body weight. What we found, and a lot of research now supports this, is these people had what we called an inflexible metabolism. Now, what does that mean? It basically means when you stop moving, human bodies are meant to move, and when you stop moving, you sit around all the time, and you never get any physical activity, your metabolism quits working the way it should. And what that means is uh, it's not very good at switching between fat and carbohydrate and protein. And during the day, you're eating, you're not eating, you have fat, you have protein, you have carbohydrate. If your metabolism's flexible, it just switches and burns whatever fuel is there. If your metabolism is inflexible, it's not quite as good at doing that. And the end result is you store every day a tiny, tiny bit more fat than you burn. And over time, that can lead to obesity. 
And when you're overweight and you try to lose weight without fixing your metabolism, you lose it, but you keep it off. And you don't keep it off. And so what the book is about is fixing your metabolism while we give you a diet first to lose weight and then to keep the weight off. So we have three phases. In phase one, we give you a pretty restrictive diet because your metabolism is broken. And we give you a diet that's basically lean protein and vegetables, and everybody loses weight on this diet. As you start moving, and we give you a way to move, and you start out with moderate activity and you build up, as you move, your metabolism gets more flexible, and you add in more food, a little bit more carb and a little bit fat. And then in phase three, what we do is teach you how to uh, achieve a diet that you can maintain forever. And so one of the best comments we get from people on the diet is, I can eat this way forever. So we know we can get the weight off. What we want to do is make sure you find a way, a lifestyle to keep that weight off, and that consists of being physically active every day and eating smarter. By eating smarter, are you advocating whole foods? Yes, we advocate whole foods as much as possible, but, but you can't, I mean, come on, uh, you, you can't do that all the time. Everybody can't just go and eat out of their garden. It's common sense, and it's, and it's absolutely true that when possible, eat real foods. But eating smart means, first of all, watching portion size. Where a lot of people get into trouble is they're eating okay foods, they just eat too much of it. And then uh-huh. really avoiding foods that are high in sugar and high in fat. That's called what we call high energy density foods, foods that bring a lot of calories with very little volume. So if you look at a, you know, a food like let's pick on Twinkies, you know, with, a, with a tiny <laughs> amount of food, you get a lot of calories. So that's high uh-huh. energy dense. On the other hand, it's like celery. God, you can eat a ton of celery and you get very few calories. So eating smart is looking, choosing those foods that are lower in energy density where they bring in a lot of bulk, which fills you up without a lot of calories. So let's give the listeners a, just one day menu. What would you recommend for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner? So in the book, we have a ton of recipes. It depends on what phase you're in. Um, But we have a uh, oatmeal, for example, is a pretty good breakfast. Um, Mm -hmm. For lunch, you might do a – you might do some some, – uh, asparagus and some lean protein, fish or beef or something. And my favorite for dinner is a recipe that's pumpkin chili. Uh, and we have all these recipes in the book, and they taste really good. So what we're about is not trying to give you a diet that doesn't taste good. We're actually trying to give you really good-tasting food that, that's also good for you. I'm going to have to try that. Um, You know, I'm looking at your book right now, and um, the recipe is called Crowd-Pleasing Slow Cooker Pumpkin Chili. Yeah, that's my favorite of all the recipes. We serve that at dinner parties. People Ah. love it, and it's actually really healthy. My my first instinct was that it didn't have any meat in it, but it does. It has it does. Uh, lean ground beef or turkey. Yeah. And you know, and so we, where we come from is you can eat meat. You don't have to. We have a lot of vegetarians that follow the diet, and you can do mm-hmm. that by doing non-meat sources of protein. 
Um, but you can eat meat and be perfectly healthy. You don't have to give up meat. You, you can, and, and, uh, and mm-hmm. so, sometimes people feel like it's healthier to get uh, plant protein, but you can be a perfectly healthy diet and include meat as part of that diet. That's good news for meat eaters. It is. And then in phase two, we actually give people once a week an indulgent meal. You can eat anything you want. It has to be planned. You can't walk by the bakery and say, oh, the donuts smell good. There's my indulgent meal. That's no fair. What you have to do is you have to plan it. It can be as indulgent as you want. It has to be planned. And it's pretty interesting. We get kind of two different groups of people. One group of people says, oh, my God, it keeps me – I can't wait for the indulgent meal. And the other group says – I thought I couldn't wait for it, but when I got it, it actually didn't taste as good. I, w- I want to go back to the way I was eating before. <laughs> well, a lot of times that's because when you eliminate sugar out of your diet, that craving goes away after a while. Well, that's and true of you... sugar and fat both. And so what uh-huh. people, there, there's a human, humans really like sugar and fat taste, but what you can do is you can be conditioned to like a little less of it over time. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. just people like sweet things, and that's never going to go away. But if you reduce your sugar or you reduce your fat and you get used to eating that way, and then you go back to the high sugar or high fat foods, it actually doesn't taste as good. So you can learn to modify those tastes and I've found that when you go off sugar let's say you're off sugar for a month and then you eat a meal out you can actually taste the sugar in a meal from a restaurant yeah so we can recondition our taste we're we're still going to like sweet taste but we can like foods that have a little less of it or a little less fat and it's sugar and fat that bring those added calories. Fat brings nine calories per gram. It's, it's a really bad one. Sugar brings four, grams, uh, four calories per gram. And with sugar, it's okay to have some sugar in your diet, but what you want to avoid are those sources of sugar without un- any other calories, like you know, sugar-sweetened drinks, where the only nutrient in there is sugar. That's what you have to kind of watch out on, on over-consuming those. Yeah. What you want are foods that have sugar, yeah. but they also bring other nutrients that are positive. So it's okay to have sugar, but use it wisely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I said, it's almost impossible not to have it because it's oh, yeah. in everything. And it's always been in everything. Um, one mm-hmm. of the things that I think is happening is the food industry is being asked to reduce that. Uh, I think they started putting more sugar in products, and now I think that they realize that's a problem. They're cutting back. So the good thing is you can find in the grocery store a lot of uh, products that are reduced sugar and reduced fat. So another key part of your Colorado diet is that one needs to change their metabolism. Right. They need to... um, not only follow your diet plans, but there is a way to do it. Why don't you tell our listeners how? So again, uh, I told you earlier, Denise, that we followed this group of people. There are about 10,000 of them that we've been following for about 15 years of people that have lost weight and kept it off. On average, these people are keeping off 70 pounds of weight, and many of them have done it for 20, 30 years. So we've identified this group of people that are succeeding, 
And what we've done is we've tried to learn from them on what they're doing. And one of the big things that came across in this group is they were getting physical activity every day, and they were getting a lot of it. In, keep, in, keep in mind, people are keeping off 70 pounds. So on average, they were doing about an hour a day of physical activity. Now people say, oh my God, an hour a day. 70 pounds? Do you have an hour to devote to keeping off 70 pounds? And these people spread it out. They do some with lifestyle activity like walking, but they also do planned activity every day. So we're big fans of taking a day off. So what we've done is taken that 60 minutes a day, given people a day off. So what we do in the state of SLIM is get you up to 70 minutes a day, six days a week. And you can take one day off and you can sit on the couch and rest and be totally a slug. But on the rest of the days, you have to work up to 70 minutes. And uh-huh. people really can do this. People say, oh, my gosh, do you have to do it? Yes, that's the price you pay for keeping weight off. You have to keep your metabolism working, and it takes those levels of physical activity to do it. So we give people two plans, two ways to do it. You can do it all with planned activity. So you can just set aside, I'm going to go and walk, or I'm going to go and ride a bike, or whatever. Or you can do it with a combination of planned activity and lifestyle activity. And we measure lifestyle activity with steps, and there are pedometers and steps step counters, and all kinds of devices Mm -hmm. you can use to monitor that. So we give you two different ways of getting up to 70 minutes a day. The 70 minutes a day is critical for long-term weight loss. We find that's the single best predictor, not of how much weight you're going to lose, but of who's going to keep the weight off long-term. How many steps with so we work you up to. to, I don't have the book in front of me, but I think it, on, the ste- on the, that plan it's 7,000 like steps and, and 30 minutes of planned exercise. Yeah, I don't know why 14,000 steps. Um, I read your book. Well, we get you up book. to seven, and then we add in 30 minutes of exercise, and that's probably oh, another okay. four or 5,000 steps equivalent. So somewhere go. around yeah. that. And and the the, Mm -hmm. the thing is that people who are keeping off significant weight have to do more physical activity to keep from gaining weight than people who were never obese. That's human physiology, and that's the price you pay. It may not be fair, but it's the single best thing that's going to ensure that you keep the weight off long term. So if you have a a job where you're, you're doing a lot of walking, would you um, add those steps in into it? In other words, you wouldn't have to do the 70 minutes a day. You could absolutely, absolutely. So okay. again, um, we've done a lot of work with steps, and people who are active during the day—they're not planning their exercise, but they move a lot—generally mm-hmm. are in that range of six to seven thousand steps. So that's. That would be somebody that has an active job. Now, you'd need to do some planned activity. So on top of that, you would need to do 30 minutes of planned activity. Sounds like a lot, but what we find, one of the things we do in the book is help people figure out how to build that into their lives. And when we look Mm -hmm. at these people in the National Weight Control Registry, they've developed these routines and, and habits that just they naturally get this activity during the day. 
and that's the key. We have to get rid of your bad habits, sitting on the couch too much, and we have to incorporate new behaviors, which is moving more. And it takes some time to do that. In the book, we show you how to do that. We show you how to develop habits, routines, and rituals that are going to mm-hmm. allow you to maintain this level of physical activity over the long term. Listeners, we're talking with James O'Hill. He's the co-author of the book State of Slim. Um, I'm looking in here and I see the daily activity plan. And it is indeed, it's, you start out week three at 20 minutes a day, 4,000 steps a day. And then you work your way up to 70 minutes a day, 7,000 steps a day. Yep, and when you get up to that level, people are going to find it's much easier to maintain your weight because your body is working with you rather than against Mm -hmm. you. And so over Mm -hmm. time, we get you up to 70 minutes, and that's what you need over the long term. And when you get to the point where you get the weight off, you're exercising 70 minutes a day, what you'll find is you can eat a diet that's pretty satisfying. If you don't Mm -hmm. do the physical activity, you have to just pay so much attention to the diet and use so much energy. You just Every calorie has to count. If you get the 70 minutes of activity, you'll give yourself the ability to have a little bit more fun with your diet. Mm-hmm. Well, I also found something very interesting in your book, and that is that in the phase two of this diet plan, you recommend eating six times a day. Yep. Space your meal so you're eating every two to four hours. Yep. Is this also critical for it, it, maintaining it, it absolutely weight is. And this is one thing that Holly and I have learned over time working with people is eating frequently helps you manage your hunger. And so what happens if you eat six meals a day, you never get hungry to the point of where you just sit down and really, really overeat. And it's interesting. Some people say, oh, gosh, I'm just full all the time. And that's why this frequent eating makes you satisfied and makes you not hungry. And so we say five to six uh, meals per day. And some people say, gosh, I I eat five meals, I get to the end of the day, I'm just totally full. Well, that's okay, five to six. But those frequent eating episodes very much help you manage your hunger during the day. So you never lose it and just really go out and overeat. So a lot of people say they're not really hungry on the diet. Well, explain to us how you achieve that if you're, um, say, out in the work environment, you're in an Ah, office environment. This is great because there's a lot of tips in the book and on the website. And by the way, we have a really cool uh, State of Slim group on Facebook where people share all those kinds of tips. And so the idea is if you're going to work during the day, you have to think and plan ahead. And that planning ahead is either there's some place where you can buy the right kind of food near your work or you bring it in and you and you have it ready to go. So what this diet forces you to do is plan your day, plan what you're going to eat and when. And one of the things that we find a lot of people do is they take the weekend and they prepare a lot of food for the week and they freeze it or put it in the refrigerator. Mm. And so they're planning how they're going to do this. So, yes, it absolutely does take some planning 
Um, and that's going to take some effort, particularly in phase two. Now, as you do this more and more, you develop habits and routines, and so it gets to be much, much easier. But it does take some effort. You have to spend time planning what you're going to eat tomorrow. When you go to work, you've got to say, what am I going to do for breakfast? What's my mid-morning snack? What's lunch? All these things require you to plan, and it's that kind of planning that helps you stick to the diet. So, it, so effectively, you're still eating three regular meals a day, but yep. then you're snacking in between? That's right. And what we give you in the book is we give you foods to choose from. So we make it real, real easy for you. So in phase two, what you can go in is you can choose a protein and you can choose carbohydrates, and we give you the right kind of combination and a little fat. So we make it, we give you lists, and it's like choose one of these and one of these and one of these. So we make it real easy for you to get going. And as you go through the book, you learn more and more about the right combinations of foods. Yes, it's really done very well. And we do not ask you to count calories. A lot of people say, oh, my gosh, you don't tell us to count calories. There's a reason why we do that. First of all, we found that people don't really have a good sense of calories. And people have counted calories so many. We've been doing this for years and years and years, and it doesn't work. So we say, forget the calories. What we're teaching you is about portion size, about combining the right amount of protein with the right amount of carbohydrate, and don't worry about counting calories. Worry about the right combinations and the right portions. You're, you, the recipes in this book are just marvelous. They really Thank are. Thank you. And um, on the, on the Facebook you, thing, there are way up, more. Every day almost I get, go on there and get a new idea for a new recipe. The people that are following this program are just so creative in figuring out new stuff, and they figure out new foods in the grocery store that fit. So it's, it's really a robust community we've got going who are sharing tips on how to make all this work. What is the name of the Facebook page? It's Facebook slash State of Slim. Oh, so if you, it's Facebook.com then slash State of Slim. Oh, that's great. And you can great. see there's a, there's a robust community. And then the other thing that's happening is people are starting their own State of Slim groups all across the country. So, you know, these people will let us know they're starting a group, and sometimes they have their own Facebook page, and they'll let us follow them. So we're getting contacted all over the country by people who got a group of friends together. It can be at the church or the neighborhood. A lot of dietitians get together and, and, and sort of help people do this as a group. So it turns out it's, it's really a good program to do in a group where people support each other, share ideas and tips as they go through this 16-week program. How did you come up with the recipes? Because they really are wonderful. So we had uh, Holly and I work in uh, the Anschutz Health and Wellness Center, and that's at the University of Colorado Medical School. Uh, And we have a lot of foodies around there, people that just love food. And that's one of the things about Colorado, you know. We're we're the leanest Uh state, but we absolutely love food. And the reason we can enjoy good food is we're also active. So at our center, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of foodies. And so we really challenged people. We even have a chef who works in in our bistro. And so we challenged people to come up with good, healthy recipes that fit the rules we wanted to go after. And so we've just had so many creative people. We have a couple of chefs that came in, and they wanted to try some things. And we did a lot of taste testing of recipes. We would put it out there and see if people liked it. So it was a long process to do that. 
Oh, well, thank you so much for for doing that for us. <laughs> and then people are helping. So I, you know, I think we're probably going to do a state of slim cookbook pretty soon. We're getting so many recipes that we oh, want to go out and share them wonderful. with people. That would be wonderful. Because I mean, I have so many recipe books, and sometimes I get so overwhelmed. I know, and that's that's what we thought. We, did we really need another recipe book? But these are so good and they're so unique that we're considering that we might really do that. I'm definitely. But there are a lot of good ones on the Facebook page. You can go in and and uh, check, yeah, and we'll you'll see a lot of ones that people have submitted. Yeah, listeners, um, go to facebook.com/slash/stateofslim. And yep. I guess there's a whole community that there's is There's a whole community uh, that's sharing tips and success stories. We love it when people post on there how successful they've been, and we hear their stories. Mm-hmm. And, again, the weight loss is great, but even more than the weight loss, what warms my heart are people saying, I can do this forever. Because well, that with these means recipes, they're going to keep it you off. Sure could. <laughs> you definitely could. It's interesting. I mean... I eat very, very well, and um, you have a vegetable barley soup with chicken. I make that all the time. Yeah, yeah, there's really some good stuff in there. I mean, literally, my wife cooks this for dinner parties, and it's great, and we do it at, Mm -hmm. at our bistro. We have a bistro in our center, and we're now offering uh, State of Slim meals at the bistro. And this is catching on, and it's beginning to happen all across campus. So on our campus, we have several hundred people that are doing this program. And so the restaurants oh. are beginning to offer meals and everything. So you can see we're actually beginning to change the environment. Oh, my gosh. That's so we're creating great. a movement here. This is very exciting. That's and wonderful. We want everybody really to get is. excited about it and join in. And even, you know, one of the things we're finding, Denise, is even people that don't need to lose weight are actually getting mm-hmm. excited about helping the other people do it. So they actually are, are getting engaged even though they don't need to lose weight. And that's what we're after, this kind of social change. Oh, my gosh. I wish some of the other universities would get on board. Well, I think we're going to do this. We're actually getting calls from all over of people that just through word of mouth have heard about this. And so we're trying to do that. We're trying to actually package this in a way that we could send it to another university and they could duplicate what we've done. We've even had cities that want to do this for the whole city. And again, you can see that if a whole city, so I'd love to do it for Denver. So if the whole city did it, Mm -hmm. that would create Mm -hmm. opportunities for restaurants. It would create opportunities for fitness centers and YMCAs. So if you got people really excited about being healthy, then in the private Mm -hmm. sector, all those people could take advantage of it and offer easy ways for people to do it. So it could be a really cool city or, or county or whatever initiative. How long have you and Holly been running the health center? Uh, the Anschutz Health and Wellness Center is new. It's been open about two years, but Holly and I have been oh, working okay. at the University of Colorado for about 20 years together. I see, and so you opened up this health and wellness center. We opened this center two years ago. And the other thing we've done, Denise, is we now run State of Slim groups at our center. So it turns out that it's a great way to lose weight as a group. So we actually offer to the public, fee-for-service, mm-hmm. state-of-slim groups. 
and these are 16-week oh. groups, and we've had so much success with them. The weight loss has just been terrific. It's been among the best weight loss we've ever seen in 20 years. So it really does work exceptionally well as a group, and some of these groups stay together. So our first group, which is several months ago, they ended, they're still getting together and meeting, and they're running uh, marathons together and all kinds of neat stuff. So it's creating this <laughs> sense of community to continue supporting people. That's really exciting. It's um, basically... A- an individual could drop 20 pounds in eight weeks on this diet. Yeah, we see typically, uh, typical results will be 20 pounds or so, but we also see those upper limits. In our first group, we had two people that lost over 40 pounds, and then after Mm. the 16-week was over, they continued, I think they each lost about 30 more. So... It, you, you can do really well on this, but it's a great diet. If you, you know, if you only need to lose 20 pounds, you can totally get to your goal on this diet. If you need to lose mm-hmm. more, you can make a lot of progress toward it, but you can still continue to lose weight after the program if you follow the principles. Yeah, and listeners, this course, it's a 16-week course, basically, through the book. That's correct. We give you a 16-week plan, mm-hmm. and... Uh, we're hopefully very soon going to roll out kind of an Internet version of this where we put all the lessons and everything on the, on the program so you can go, th- go through this 16-week program on the Internet. Hopefully that will be coming sometime this summer. Oh, that will be wonderful for those that And then we you know, encourage people to start their own groups. If you want to start your own State of Slim group, start it. Contact us. Mm-hmm. Let us know, and we, we'll help in any mm-hmm. way we can. We want to see people out there getting excited about this. And, you know, there are those people who love to organize. They love to get their friends together and do something. It's a great program to get eight or mm-hmm. nine of your friends together and do this and start it. And uh, let us know, and we'll do our best to support you. It'll be really interesting to see over time if you track the success of your program, um, you know, the type of research that will come out from it, that will result mm-hmm. from it. Oh, because absolutely. Can, and so track, we are tracking you can that. Track, yeah, are you? We're, yeah, we are. We're tracking it. We deliver this in a one-on-one fashion in the clinic. So Holly has a lot of clients she works with one-on-one. We have groups, and then we have our challenge, and we're tracking outcomes from all those kinds of things, and we will publish those results once we get a large enough sample size. So we're very much collecting research on all this. And then we want to follow these people long-term. I want to see what happens a year later and two years later. Are people Mm -hmm. still keeping this weight off? Because there are a lot of ways to get weight off. There are a lot of different diets that work in the short run. But in the long term, very few do. So we're interested in whether or not we can help people keep the weight off. Well, a lot of it is is, um, self-motivation. Well, we talk a lot about that. It's funny you mention that. So we've talked up until now about what to do, the diet and the exercise program. The even more important part might be the mental approach to this. And we spend a lot of time Mm -hmm. in our book talking about the mindset, how you approach this Mm -hmm. mentally. And it starts with this. And this is going to sound funny. You're going to say, what, what have these people been smoking? But this is important. We, ta- we Especially try in Colorado. To get people- <laughs> it is Colorado, right. 
<laughs> I probably shouldn't use that being in Colorado. But uh, what we try to help people to understand is, is their purpose in life. And you, you might say, well, what in the heck does finding your purpose in life have to do with weight loss? And the answer is everything. And we learned this from people in the National Weight Control Registry. What we found out that they did is they linked the behavior change to things that were really, really important in their lives. And what we do is to help people understand what is it, Denise, that you really want to accomplish in life. Once you can do that, and it's not always easy to do that, once you figure that out, then you think about how is this new behavior pattern going to help you do that. And, and one, mm-hmm. I'll give you one example that comes up oftentimes is, uh, you know, the woman that comes in, why do you want to lose weight? I want to, you know, I want to look good at my daughter's wedding, da-da-da-da. You mm-hmm. do what Holly calls pill back the onion. You keep asking why. Why, why is that important? <laughs> and it may come back to, I want to be a great mom. That's what's important to me is being a great mom. And once you get to that point, it's, well, why is this behavior pattern going to help? And oftentimes women that have small kids say, because I want to be the role model. I, I want my kids to be healthy and happy, and how are they going to do that unless I'm modeling it for them? So that's what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, getting to that deep purpose. Once people understand that, it's almost like a breakthrough. That's what gives you the motivation to get up and exercise when it's snowing outside and all you want to do is stay in bed, but you know you've got to go out and do the exercise. So finding your mm-hmm. purpose is really, really critical. Yeah, One and, of the and other making things that, commitment. commitment. You, you, even if you, you know what your purpose or your life purpose is, you still have to have the commitment to follow through on it. A- absolutely. But if you have the life purpose and you understand how it relates to your behavior, that's the motivation part. Now, there are a couple more parts to the mindset. One is um, positivity, and it's just amazed us uh, how important that is. And I'll give you an example. We, we get people that come in and say, okay, I'm going to do this diet program, but I know I'm going to hate it. I know I'm going to hate all the foods. I hate to exercise. It's going to be miserable. <laughs> I know I'm not going to succeed. Well, guess what? Mm-hmm. They don't succeed. But what we've learned is you can actually change that. You can actually teach people to be positive. Now, granted, some, for some people, it's a tough, tough chore but we do a lot of things in the books, so getting people to focus on, okay, you've told us everything you don't like. What do you like? What, what's good about this new behavior? And people will always come in and say, well, you know, it's hard. It's hard doing this. It's hard exercising every day. And Holly's great at this. And she says, well, is it hard being a beast? And when people think about it and they say, and we start saying, what's hard about being a beast? Oh, my gosh, over and over and over. Now, choose your heart is what we say. Choose your heart. It's hard being a beast. It's hard making these behavior changes. Choose your heart. Uh, That's nice. That's really nice. And then finally, we spend a lot of time on habits, routines, and rituals because it's so important that your behavior become automatic. There's a lot of research Mm -hmm. on the concept of willpower. And so think of Mm -hmm. willpower as like a muscle. The more you use it, the tighter it gets. And a great example is you start, get up in the morning, boy, you healthy breakfast, you exercise, you're ready to go. 
Now you go to work and you have to make decisions right and left. You come home, you're just fried. You meant to have a good, healthy dinner, but you say, to heck with it, I'm going to order pizza. That's because you used <laughs> up all your willpower. You didn't have any left yeah. to make a good decision. The way uh-huh. you get around that is you make healthy stuff automatic. So in that particular situation, if you know that, that you're going to have a particularly bad day, you've got dinner ready to put in the microwave and go, or you've already planned what you're going to do. So it takes no willpower to decide. You decided in the morning while you had more willpower. With exercise, oh, if you have to get up every yeah. day and say, well, what am I going to do today? There are a lot of days you're not going to exercise. But if you get up and say, it's Thursday, I walk with my friend Susan on Thursday, or it's Friday, I go to a Zumba class on Friday, Mm -hmm. routines and rituals are critically, critically important. I I personally have found that uh, my dogs are great motivators. We actually tell people, get a dog, (laughs) because you know Mm -hmm. what? They're not going to let you not walk them. (laughs) So we think it's great. Having a dog or getting a dog is a great way to motivate yourself to be physically active. People will do it it for their dogs when they wouldn't do it for themselves. It's so true. You know, sometimes I come home and I'm just exhausted, and there they are. (laughs) Yep, and you know what? You go and walk them, right, even though you're exhausted. That's what I'm talking about. You've got to have those patterns so that you do it even though you might rather not do it. And you know what? Mm -hmm. We find that people in the National Weight Control Registry, they don't become exercise addicts. They never get to the point of saying, I live for exercise. But they do get the point of saying, it's a part of my day. I would miss it if I didn't have it. And that's Mm -hmm. good enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you feel so much better. Well, you do. One of the big things that is the payoff of exercise is having more energy. Being physically mm-hmm. active gives you more energy to accomplish what's important for you to accomplish during the day. Mm-hmm. And I always like to say that you are what you eat. Totally. It's totally true. People often don't think about what they put into their bodies and the effects that it can have on them. That's exactly right. We think of drugs being able to influence things. Well, food's the same way. Food affects every bit of your metabolism. Quiet. It really does. So tell our listeners again the name of your book, and how they can reach you and your center. So the name of the book is State of Slim. It's written by me, James Hill, and Holly Wyatt, and you can order it, get it at bookstores, whatever. And you can reach us at the center. Our website is www.anschutz, and that's spelled A-N-S-C-H-U-T-Z, wellness, Anschutz Wellness, all one word, dot C-O-M. And you can get messages to us. You can message us through our State of Slim Facebook page. And if you're on the program, we want to hear from from you. Tell us if it's working, not working. Um, I will have to say that no diet works for everybody, but this one seems to work for the majority of people. So let us know. And if you want to start your own State of Slim group, let us know that, and we'll do our best to try to help you and support you and encourage you. 
Well, listeners, we're just about run out of time. Our special guest has been Mr. James O'Hill. He co-authored the book Stay to Slim. I want to personally thank you so much for your time. I know that you took time out of your busy travel schedule to be with us today, and I can't thank you enough for that. Well, Denise, thank you, and thank you for getting the word out. And, you know, I want to leave people with a bit of optimism. Losing weight and keeping it off is hard, but we've seen so many people who have done it. And in those 10,000 people in the National Weight Controlled Registry, almost everyone says it's worth it, that life is better after they've lost weight and kept it off than before. So don't get discouraged. It's not easy. It's hard. But we've given you a pretty good guide. All you have to add is hard work, and you will succeed. You've done a wonderful job on this book. And again, thank you so much for being with us today. Such a pleasure talking to you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, listeners, we um, have had a great show today. Um, I hope that you've learned a great deal about weight loss. I know I have. I highly encourage you to get the book, Status Slim, and try some of those recipes. There appears to be a lot of community out there that's involved with this particular weight loss plan. Um, you can go to Facebook, Status Slim, and find other people to talk to about it. Please join us again next Wednesday, 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for listening in today. Bye-bye for now. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? Thank you, listeners. I just want to remind you the entire contents of this radio show is based upon the opinions of Denise and her guest. It is not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional, and it's not intended as medical advice. It's only the sharing of knowledge and information. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional of your choice. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Thank you. Bye-bye.